Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Team Brown Podcast. Uh, this is episode nine, and uh, we're excited to be back with you as well. Thanks for hanging out with us again. Uh, this is always fun, and uh, we just hope that you're having a good time with us too. So um, uh, listen to the previous podcast. You'll get a lot of information about who we are, what we're about, and why we have this podcast. And I think that'll really bless you. Um, if you are being blessed by the podcast, we really would love for you to take the, the copy, the link, and share it. Um, and also just get a chance to maybe share the podcast version and also possibly the YouTube version, the video version too. So um, that's just kind of our preface as well. We uh, This week has been a lot of fun because we got new chickens. And so we got a couple new chickens and some ducks. And so Miss Brown, first of all, how are you doing? And then talk to us about the new chickens. I'm doing good, much better. <laughs> yeah. And the chickens are adorable. We got Polish chickens, right? What does that mean? For folks who don't know what different variations of chickens are, what is a Polish chicken? Well... They have these really cool hairdos, hairstyles. It looks like these wigs or, or hats on their head. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. And it's all poofy, like a mohawk. But today we trimmed one's feathers around the eyes so it could see because the feathers were in its face, and now it looks like it has a mullet. Yeah, we gave it a flat top, so uh, all you 80s kids out there, um, flat top for the chicken. <clears throat> That's awesome. So and we got a couple ducks. We got two more ducks and six more chickens last night. And yeah, those are our pets. We're going to take good care of them and love them. It's fun because like uh, you put them in a cage or not a cage. We have a big greenhouse that we put them in. Uh, you've probably seen some videos or pictures of that. And um, th we're trying to get them used to each other. And it's hard for us because we want our, all of our pets to like each other. Or we want all the animals to like each other. But chickens naturally have a pecking order, right? So you put them all together and they're like, let's figure out who's the dominant one. Uh, let's it's kind of it feels like jail, I guess, right, for the chickens. And it's like uh, one really tries to show that they're the, the one that's uh, most important or most dominant. And uh, all the other ones are just uh, on top of each other pecking or fighting. And it's pretty wild. Uh, it's pretty wild to watch. But now everything's calmed down. It's about a day. And everybody's... Uh, eating food and knows where they sleep and it feels like it feels like things are okay yeah. we do that for the first few days when we bring new ch introduce new chickens to the herd right yeah so the we flock, keep I mean. yeah no we keep them in the greenhouse we take the ones that are used to being here and that we've had for a long time and we actually put them through the window and say hey go out and you know you can free range for the ones who don't know where home is yet we keep them home for a while so that they just get their bearings and then that way, we as we release them, they don't jump the fence and run, or that they, you know, that they feel like this is home. So. Yeah. That's the the chicken duck world for you. Uh, so that might f seem super foreign uh, for my city folks, um, but but that has been our new experience for the last three years, and it's been a hoot just watching animals assimilate. We actually had um, our sheep today jump one of our fences, and we had to make our fence higher because our sheep decided to do some acrobatics and uh, ate a bunch of trees and stuff around <laughs> our house that we didn't want her to. So. Um, sugar's adorable, but uh, she will eat everything in sight. So that is sugar. And she's just too big now. When they were smaller, they ran the whole property, which is like two and a half acres. The goats and the sheep, they would just run and they had the whole property. But then as they got bigger, it became more of like a danger or a hazard to the kids and to me because they just want to charge you they're just excited they're not mean but they just come yeah. at you so fast and you better get out of the way or they're gonna knock you knock you over yeah uh sugar uh she is cute as a button and um we about a year ago we got her as a little sheep a little lamb 
and um, we had a Texas freeze. Houston had a freeze. All of Texas had this big freeze. It was kind of really abnormal, and there was snow all over the ground, but also all the power went out, and so everybody's just freezing. Um, if you don't have propane or stuff, or if, even if your propane didn't liquefy or whatever, like um, people are getting cold, and so we lived out of our Camry with us, <laughs> our kids, two dogs, and a baby lamb. Uh, and so we spent a couple days just keeping gas in the Camry and living out of the Camry uh, until they got the heat back on throughout the entire state. Yeah, three days. That was the only way we could keep warm because it was wet and raining and snowing, and so we couldn't even do a fire outside. Right. Inside, we don't have a fireplace. So. <laughs> I tried to cook leftovers on uh, like a grill, right? But like I'm cooking it on a cast iron on a grill and I'm cooking leftovers that you would normally just toss in the microwave. I'm like putting them in the cast iron and trying to fry them up and, and it's just ice cold outside. It was awful. Like, we didn't have <clears throat> electricity. We didn't have electricity no. or water. No, and, and everybody's out of everything. I mean, the, all of the state is trying to, everybody's trying to get bottles of water and food and gas and like propane. So like it was really uncomfortable. Um, but that was a year ago. That was our fun um, Texas you know, freeze story for you. Um, we are going to talk about being uncomfortable today. So that was a, a nice segue into um, the, the fact that in life, you're gonna, we're going to deal with being uncomfortable, right? And so we uh, went through something in the last two weeks. We've really gone around this, this topic, this conversation, just personally with um, when you do something with worth of value, the best time to stop that or, or nip it off at the bud, as they say, is when it's young, when it's new, um, because that's whenever it hasn't hit potential yet. Um, and so we've kind of gone through, you know, this podcast is fresh. This is new. Erica's doing a bunch of things uh, that are brand new for her. And the easiest time to get bummed out about it or for the devil to fight you on stuff um, is when it's new. And so talk through that, because you, re- you have a really cool metaphor that you shared with me. So talk through some of that. <laughs> I think it's true. Like the enemy wants to discourage you and bring defeat and plant seeds of doubt into your mind that and question you and make you question yourself. Like, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? And you just have to remind yourself and remind the enemy who you are and who you are and that, you know, greater is he in me than he that's in the world. But one of the metaphors we were kind of talking about was referring to the Bible reference. And we reference faith a lot because that is our background. But you, everyone is welcome here. You don't have to have a faith background. And we'll always point in that direction and encourage that direction because that's our, you know, that's our heart. But you are all welcome to listen to these. It was how Moses in the Bible and even Jesus in the Bible, you know, when they were young is when the enemy tried to destroy them and ruin them and actually kill them and take their lives. And, you know, with Jesus, you see Herod Mm -hmm. came after the baby boys and he just wanted all, he sent a decree out for all the baby boys under age of two to be killed because he was trying to kill Jesus and how sometimes God has to hide you. Sometimes your talent or your purpose is hidden, and that's okay, and to be okay with God hiding you in a season. And so maybe you're in this season right now, and you feel like you're not doing anything or nothing's happening, and there's no movement. 
but you just need to keep being faithful to the process because something will birth out of it. Something will come, but it's not in your time. It's in God's time. And he knows how long you need to be hidden and he needs, he knows how long you need to be preserved. He knows how long it's going to take for you to develop into your gifts yeah. and your abilities and he'll make it come to pass. You just have to stay the course. Yeah, and we watched a, um, or we listened to a short thing by Chandler Moore on a tribal, the most recent tribal album, uh, tribal T-R-I-B-L. And um, it's like a really cool, like mini sermon that he does about, and this is a guy who in the Christian music world is, um, has come to prominence, right? Has um, become very important and an important figure in the Christian music scene. And uh, he's talking about, hey, for a decade, nobody knew our names. And for a decade, we did this thing, um, and we had all these different offers, but but in the faith world, nobody knew who we were. And for a season, God had to hide us to perfect what was in us so that when it was time for us to do what God's called us to do and, and to let us live out our purpose, um, that it, it had power and that we knew how to um, manage that and that it didn't become about us, but it was about Him, right? And so like for us, it's, it's about um, anytime you're doing something worth its salt, uh, it's gonna the best time for it to fail the best time for you to be disappointed or uncomfortable or disadvantaged um, is when it's super young and so we just want to encourage you that if you are feeling discouraged or if you're if something's crazy uncomfortable right now and you're like you know what I'm over it I'm out um, don't quit don't quit if it's worth it right if you're feeling like hey man I, I know I'm supposed to do this I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing um, don't give up because just know that the best time to cut down a tree, this is the metaphor that Erica gave me, is the best time to cut down a tree um, is when it's small, right? Is when it's a seed or whenever it's a small little sapling. And so um, we have huge pine trees out here that are you know, 30, 40 feet tall in the air and they're huge and they're thick and they're crazy hard to cut down. I've tried, <laughs> I've, I've cut down about 15 trees out here um, with a chainsaw, some, and with a sawzall for others, uh, which is not the tool to use by the way. But, um, but it's, you know, they're dangerous and they're huge and, they, and they're really difficult to cut down when they're strong and they've been around for a while, right? And that's a great metaphor for um, the easiest ones for me to just cut off right away are the really tiny small ones that are really thin. And uh, so we just want to encourage you, if you're doing anything right now where you're like, I'm going to grow that 30 feet, it's going to be important and big and huge, um, don't quit. Yeah. Just don't quit. I think another example we used this week talking to each other was a fire. You know, the best time to put out a fire oh, is yeah. when it has a little spark, right? It has a little tiny flame. You could just, you know, stomp it out. You know, the enemy, just beware of that. Be aware of those pitfalls in your life and those places where the enemy, you start start something and then you're discouraged right away. You know, the enemy just wants to snuff it out of you. Don't let him. You know, just don't let him. Um, yeah. And the best time to light a fire is pretty much always. So you're going to want to <laughs> just anytime you get a chance, just fires. Just kidding. Um, hey, so another thing we've talked about this week, um, Erica's done gone to a couple services lately where about 70% of the material is on brand. I know it. I love it. Hey, I'm I'm the guy clapping or the gal clapping in the back, loving the material. About thirty percent of it stretches you, or stretches you, I should say. And um, I feel like that's a great 
allegory or metaphor for the idea that when we get into situations where we're trying to grow um, or trying to stretch, there's going to be about a, a, there's going to be a base, right? Something that we believe in, something that we can support, some, a reason why I showed up to begin with. Hey, I, I believe in that. That's something I value. But then there's going to be this part, right? This part that's like, man, this is uncomfortable. I'm not even sure about that. Um, I'm going to have to check that. And uh, I think that if you're doing anything, this doesn't have to pertain to church, but it could be just anything, right? Um, where you're saying a, a job that's maybe new, and you're like, I know I can do about 70% of that job, but there's about 30% that I'm not even sure I can do. Um, there, there's a season when you're growing where that uncomfortable part is that stretching part. And I just want to challenge you. For us, it was the, the prophetic, right? The idea in the, the church world, that's the part that's the kind of the spiritual part that's not the, not the history of the church and not the history of what happened. Um, but the um, the angelic and the spiritual and some of the things that are maybe a little bit ethereal, you can't touch it. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of folks because it's really, um, people maybe don't know much about it, and there's not a lot talked about in the Bible about it. And so there's this there's this place where you're trying to hear what you believe is true, and then you're also trying to test that against what you, you know, the Bible, the thing that you know is true. And there's, there's this kind of weird place as well. So talk me through um, the stretching and the process of willing to sit in places where you're uncomfortable to, to grow. Yeah, I think that God sets up those divine appointments on purpose because he wants us to lean on him and trust him. And there are just some things in life we don't understand and can't comprehend unless he downloads and airdrops a revelation to us. And he wants to do that, you know, he wants to do that, but that takes faith. And Jeremy's referring to kind of the supernatural. So, yeah, we've been, have been stretched this week a lot. Oh my goodness. My mind feels like mind blown. Like I'm listening to these sermons lately. I'm like, I've never heard the Bible preached like this before and the word of God dissected and explained like this before and I think it comes when people have revelations from God directly from God because the Bible if you read it it can be sometimes hard to understand and talks in metaphors and poems and pictures and visions and sometimes we need God to just reveal himself to us in that word so don't be discouraged if you're reading your Bible and you really don't understand what what is going on. You know, you can always ask God to reveal himself to you and to stretch you. And he wants to stretch you. You know, he wants you to grow and he wants to be in a more intimate relationship with you. And that's how you get to know anybody is, right? Uh, first dates are uncomfortable. When you want to be in a marriage it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe your second or third date is uncomfortable. You're trying to get to know this person, and you might say something dumb or embarrassing, but it, it takes time. It's a relationship. It's not any different with God. You know, He is a relational God, and He wants a relationship with you, and He wants you to talk to Him and ask Him those hard questions, and He wants to answer you. And yeah, but... Yeah, we've, I've been stretched a lot this week. And keep growing. Just know that you're never going to arrive. Like, I've been in, in church since I was a little girl, and we're always on this journey That's to, a good point. to learn. You're, we're always a student. I'm always a student. And we're always trying to be like him, you know. And every day we have to 
die to ourselves and ask him, God, you know, how can I be more like you? Show me how I can be more like you. Teach me. What do you want me to learn here in this moment? There's lots of areas in, in our lives that have been uncomfortable in our life that's uncomfortable. Maybe it's at work or maybe you're in an environment where, you know, you're being stretched. But just know God has a plan there for you in that process. And it's good for you to be stretched, right? Just yeah. like our muscles need exercise. That's how they grow and they get oxygen. And when we run, you know, it increases our heart muscle and our heart rate. And that's how that's healthy. Exercise is healthy. Well, spiritual exercise is healthy, too. We need to grow. We need to be mesmerized and in awe. Otherwise, we give up and we're lazy. But I feel like I tell Jeremy lately, last few weeks, I'm like, I'm just so hungry. I'm so hungry for more. And that's how it should be, right? In our lives, we should be hungry for more. We should we should be eager to open the Word of God and to just sit at his feet and, and learn and really you're not going to learn about god and your faith unless you open that bible it's i know that sounds like oh that's so easy read my bible but really that's what it is it, it doesn't matter how many podcasts you listen to how many church services you go to how many worship songs you listen to how many youtube videos you watch it's about you and god getting intimate with the word of God in front of you and him revealing himself to you through that word. That's just so important. You know? Yeah. The, I have a friend named uh, Chad and I hope you're watching Chad, but um, he he's fam for us. We love Chad and he's uh, new to faith in the last couple of years. And so his walk of faith sometimes, you know, and I'm, I'm not divulging too much, but he really wanted to kind of uh, fast forward through this thing to say like, hey, I read it. I, I want to put it into practice and I want to, um, I really want to be healed and whole right now. And it's like, hey man, sometimes walking through the journey of faith is um, the gym. It's like getting strong, right? It's that muscle that you're talking about, the working out your heart. Like, and that's a metaphor that can be used with folks who understand that life, right? It's like, man, it's it's uncomfortable. It hurts. It's rarely fun. Uh, you got to take time to do it, right? And there's this, it's a great metaphor for Jim. And and so uh, it was something that could be digested for him. It was something that where he's like, got it. And uh, so it, it allowed him to be patient in the process. And because of that, you know, fast forward now, two years later, he's awesome and it's great. And he loves Jesus and he's just in small groups and it's really cool to see what God's doing with him. But, yeah. um, but you know, Mr. We, our kids call him Mr. Chad. And, and I mean, he's gone to the zoo with us and done, you know, uh, family outings and stuff. It's been pretty cool. But, uh, you know, for him, it was a matter of under, just, I need to be able to understand why it can't just be now. Right, and I think sometimes that's the that's that uncomfortable part that we talked about right at the beginning. With um, there might be a decade worth of a time whenever you're small. There might be the time when the tree is still growing. Right, it's like man, this is this is your gym. Just work it out, be patient, and um, keep going. Don't quit. Right, um, it's it's great. There was some uncomfortable parts where we talked about stretching. Right, and I, I had a conversation. I got a chance to to be in Arizona this last week. Um, and got a chance to spend the night over at my brother's house. And uh, we talked about uh, three things in the church world where I've been in the church world my whole life and in aspects of leadership in church as well. And so 
you know, you're always learning new things. And there's been three different events in the last couple of years that have really opened up my eyes to the world of faith and what what God is doing um, in people's lives and how the church can look different, right? And this is that stretching part for us. It's the uncomfortable part for us. And so we we got a chance to go to Redding, California and sit in Bethel's service. And it's like, mind blown. It's unbelievable. And it's this, and it's hard to put words to it. Right. And it's, um, but it's an atmosphere where you're like, Oh, God's here. Um, and, and of course that can be done at church elsewhere, but it's like this, this was something where it felt like people were really intentional about making sure that, Hey, we're not even going to start this thing until God's here. And it's, that is wild. I mean, for me, it was, it was really just a walking in and feeling like this is different. And, um, and it stretches you because you're like, I'm not sure how I can even put my finger on that, but this is different. Um, another one was we went to Hillsong Phoenix, and Hillsong Phoenix was just jumping. It was, it was a Jesus party. Uh, and it stretches you because you're like, I've not seen this. I mean, you've, you've done youth conventions or you've done youth stuff, but it's like, I've not seen adults jump out their seats with the light show and the whole thing. And, and not that you need that for faith, but it was like, man, we're, you're celebrating Jesus. And I have to imagine that this is a glimpse into what heaven's going to look like. And so for me, it was stretching me to say like, yeah, I'm, I don't know that I'm in love with the light show thing, but like, but God's here. God's here too. He was there over there in Bethel and he's here and it looks super different, but it's like, oh, God can expand how I digest faith or church or the experience of getting everybody together and talking about Jesus. Um, and the other one was listening to Maverick City music and listening to folks who don't look like me worship the God I love, unabandon the si- in a way where I can look up to them and say, oh my gosh, like you're doing something that is so above what I, you know, how I express myself in the world of faith. Um, and, and I can look to you as an example and you're not doing your thing, you're doing God's thing and I can be led by you. And that's, if, if you've been in the church world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, at one point in time in the world of faith, everybody kind of, in the American experience, uh, it was there was a divide between the gospel world and the kind of non-denominational Christian world, and they look really different, and they worshiped very different, and God's blending that. And it's wild to watch it happen, but for me, it expands me, and it's uncomfortable, right? It's an uncomfortable thing where it's like, the Bethel thing was like, all right, I, I, I'm with you. I'm on, I'm on the train. The Hillsong thing was like, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to jump out of my seat, but I'm here for it, you know? And the, and the Maverick thing, it's like, wh- wow, this is really, it's in all tribes in, the hev- in heaven, so this is what heaven will look like. Mm-hmm. And so, but you can kind of see, like, I'm growing too. Mm-hmm. That growing part is like, we're not finished. It, we're still doing this. And, um, and there's some uncomfortable parts to that. Mm-hmm. But I uh, just want to challenge you that we're living it out in real time. We rarely have everything nailed down. Uh, but we're hungry for what's next. And so don't quit. Um, let your now uncomfortable season be the gym, right? So I'm going to kick it back over to you to close it out. But uh, I hope that encourages you today. We want to make sure that this blesses you. So, Yeah, and the reason the whole conversation about this started, and I'm going to bring it back full circle now oh, to cool. close it, is because Jeremy and I were talking about the idea of the metaphor of it's easier to kill things when they're just beginning when they're in the first stages was because if you guys know our story and if you don't we'll tell you (laughs) was it like 13 probably 13 years ago 
Jeremy was asked to be the youth pastor at a church, and he said yes, and we moved back from California, and he took the position. And if you don't know our story, everything fell apart. (laughs) Our lives fell apart. Our marriage fell apart. It was really hard to... We were already struggling with things in our marriage, a lot of baggage that um, I had from my past that I hadn't dealt with, and just things personally that we brought in. And then they just like intensified or magnified because anyone watching that's in ministry, you know that once you say yes to God and say yes to ministry, it's like the target on your back gets better. Yeah. You don't want to believe that. You don't want to speak that. But there is an assignment of attack against our lives, and especially if we're doing the work of God, right? The enemy says in John, he has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God says, I have come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So the whole enemy's job is to kill your life, kill or have you kill yourself, steal from your life or steal your joy or steal your wealth, rob you of those experience, experiences. But God has come to give us life, right? So anyways, all that to say that sometimes when you're in ministry, there are attacks that come because you have an assignment to lead people and to bring people to Christ, right? So if you see us sitting here today, right here in front of you right now, we're, we feel like this is a ministry that God has given us through these podcasts sure, yeah. to minister to marriages and broken families and people that are hurting and people that feel like they don't have a place and they're struggling in relationships or with their families, and they want restoration, they want hope, they want encouragement. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast. So we were attacked. We were attacked. I mean, we got in our own way too, but there was an attack on us and ended up in division and separation and divorce, and we were divorced three and a half years, right? That was 13 years ago. We've been remarried. God redeemed us. We've been remarried almost 10 years this Mm -hmm. year. But here we are now doing these for you. But what I'm trying to say is the enemy tried to kill this, tried to kill us, Jeremy and Erica, good calls Jerica, Jeremy and Erica, Jerica, tried to kill us when we were in the beginning stages, right. right when we said yes to God in ministry, right when Jeremy said yes, I'll go into ministry. The enemy just tried to rip that, rip that rug from under us. But God had this plan all along. When we first got married and we moved to California, the pastor afterwards came up to us. We had never met him before. He didn't know us. And he said, while I was in service, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, see those two right there? See those two sitting there pointing at us? He said, the Holy Spirit said, I put those two together. Yeah. I put them together. Shout out to Pastor Ciociola at Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. So there has been an anointing on our life and on our marriage and us as a couple. God knew that from the beginning of time. We started to walk it out 13 years ago. That didn't work out. But here we are, right? And so now we can come back full circle and hopefully, you know, be, use our story of redemption to help you guys and encourage you in your walk. Yeah, it, don't quit, right? It's the idea of there was a season when it looked like it was quits. And... um 
you know, what God put together, let no man separate. And it's a matter of, we're not quitting on this. And this isn't, this isn't the end of that. And so um, we are, we're not just telling you like, oh, let it be the gym and uh, don't, don't let it crush whenever it's small. Like we've lived this and we want to just encourage you that it looks great on the, on, through the, through the tunnel on the other side where there's light. It looks awesome. Okay. So don't let go when it's dark. Don't let go when it's small. Don't let go whenever you're uncomfortable or when you're feeling like, ah, I mean, I'm being stretched right now. What is this feeling? Don't let go. Don't quit. Um, gosh, it's so darn important to just protect what you got and say, you know what? It's maybe not where I want it to be. That's all right. Like we're, I'm still doing this. You can't see around the corner, but God sees around your corner, you know, and he has a plan and it's a good plan for your life. And he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning of your story, knows how it's going to end. So you have to trust him. You have to trust that he knows better than you. And he does. And I hope, I hope that you can believe that in your heart, that the creator God that created you, he orders your days, orders your steps, knows the number of hairs on your head. And he has a plan for your life and he knows how it's going to turn out. So if things don't work out and you feel discouraged or you feel disqualified or that didn't go through, just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that that didn't go through. Because you know what? That means he's protecting you because he knows what would have happened if, if that would have worked out. He knows. You don't know, but he knows. And so you have to just trust that his plans are greater than your plans and his ways are greater than your ways. And he sees things that you can't even see. He sees it all. So. Yeah, it's that metaphor of like um, whenever you're on like a maps app where it's like rerouting, rerouting. Oh, I took a wrong turn, rerouting. All right, hey, I went that way, rerouting. <laughs> and it's like, man, God, God's got a plan. He's, he's, yeah. He knows where he wants to take you. Be on board. You know, get jump on jump on the train and like it's gonna be a wild ride. It's not always gonna be comfortable, but man, if you're if you're on God's path, you're on the right path. So, um, hey, well, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging out once again. Uh, we would love for you to take this and just think of somebody in your life where you're like, man, I this could help. This could help them. We want to make sure that they hear this. Uh, we believe in that, and you know, we pray at the beginning of all these that you know we want it to reach the right folks, and we really want God to speak directly to somebody on the other side. And, um, and we trust that that's going to happen again. So thanks for partnering with us in that. And, um, and God bless you guys. Uh, thanks for hanging with us today. Yes, we'd love for you to share and subscribe. And yeah, we love, we love <coughs> doing these for you. So thank you. Thank you for letting us do this for you. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all.